to Songs That Send Us, your favorite co-hosts here, Annie and Shannon, talking about a Shannon pick today, which is I'm Fine by Ash. And, you know, <laughs> we're excited about Everyone, it. Everyone, I just want you all to know, Annie's face right now, she looks so stoic as she sang all of this. I'm dying. Stop! Well, you know why? <laughs> because you froze the instant I started talking on Zoom for a second, and I was like, I swear to God, if our connection breaks up right now, it would just be part of the course for how we roll on mm. songs that send us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, now she's smiling, so all is right Stop. in the world. Stop! I love you guys. I love Shadon. We're here to have a good time. I mean, let's get down to business. I need to know. We wanted to talk about some concerts we've been to. Oh my god. All is right in the world because we've both been back in the concert business. Tell me all about how your experience was, Shadon. Yeah, so I was, I feel like talking about for a hot minute, wanting to go to Glass Animals. And there actually were touring very close to where I live in Irving and so I wanted to go with one of my friends and we were planning on buying tickets and she wanted to get them pretty last minute which I don't know why I agreed to but I did and they are a band that is quite popular recently partially I think because of the popularity of uh, their Dreamland album specifically Heat Waves as Mm -hmm. a summer song I know we talked about that in our Delaney Summer Bob episode but I called the day of, and I was like, hey, I'm seeing tickets online, but it's not letting me purchase them. I'm getting an error message. And everyone at the box office was like, girl, this concert is sold out. And I I was so upset. I Snapchat at Annie, I think, middle of the day or whatever. And at my company's little Monday meeting, I was like, I'm going to Glass Animals tonight. And then I was I, in my head, I was thinking, this is the most first world problem not being able to go to this and then after I got off work at that point I had resigned myself to you know what I'm gonna see them in another state make a trip out of it whatever but after work I checked again and two tickets appeared out of nowhere five o'clock literally two hours before the show and so I snagged them they were like lawn seats but the show was great they are just the definition of a vibey band yeah and Yeah, and I think the best part, honestly, was their production. They had such cool lights and imagery and visuals, which I think, I mean, if anyone's a Glass Animals fan, they probably expect that, because even their website is super retro Yeah, I feel like that makes sense for them, yeah. The one thing I will say is I hyped the concert up super intensely because I love them. They have some really great newer songs I like. I like their newer stuff probably more than their older stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, it was a great crowd, super packed, but... I will say part of with the concert, Dave could have been singing louder. Maybe it was just... Balance problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because the production was great, sounded good, and the beats and all of that, but his voice sometimes was more hushed, and it wasn't as good as studio version, which is always something I'm, like, interested in seeing. Yeah. But I will say, Encore, Heat Waves went hard. They sounded amazing. I'm so glad it went. Uh, of course they made that, that are, made that their Encore. That's a great choice. I love that. Literally. And I mean, it's it's just cool because their set was amazing and they had so many good ones to choose from. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a great band, too. I think they're the perfect festival band. So I'm surprised oh, yeah. that they haven't been in a more than they have so far. That's awesome. Yay. I'm so glad that was a good experience. Yeah. I know for a fact that your Phoebe one, you left satisfied. So please spill the tea. Yeah. It was so good. I went to Minneapolis to see it with my twin brother and it it was great. 
We arrived a little bit late, so we missed oh, no. most of the opener, but not Phoebe. But we got there a good time, grabbed a beer, got in a spot. We were further back. I also forgot my glasses, to be honest, <laughs> so I couldn't see as well. But I think I wasn't as concerned about that because I know we're going to see her again when we go to Shaky mm-hmm. Knees. So mm-hmm. I was like, when we go to Shaky Knees, I can camp out and try to get close to the front. I was just happy to hear her music. And yeah, did not disappoint. She sounds just incredible, exactly mm. how she does. But also... I love seeing how people kind of change songs a little bit when they do them live. And there were some really cool, like, little decisions she made that were, like, fun to hear in the moment. And everyone in their little spooky skeleton fits. And, yeah, it was a, it was a good vibe. Though I gotta say, like, three people passed out at the concert and were, like, uh, carted away. From heat or the pit or? I don't know. Yeah, past, I don't know. I think maybe drinking too much. Heat's probably standing too long. I don't know. But so it was wild. But yeah, the crowd, you could just the, you could tell how excited the crowd was. It was great crowd energy. And she encored with her cover of That Funny Feeling by Bo Burnham, which was really funny. And it was good. It was really good. I don't know that song, but I can just imagine the lyrics in it are pretty weird. Yeah, it's really, you should listen to it. It's a good song, actually. But it, yeah, she did it really good. And, and obviously when Bo does it in his special inside, it's less... Uh, it's mostly like him and a guitar doing it, but when she did it, she added in the whole band at a part, so there was brass playing, and this the accompaniment to it was really cool, so I can't wait to see her again, honestly. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Glass Animals, Dave, the lead singer, he yeah. is very weirdo dance moves, but I love that energy, and it reminds me of Vampire Weekend, how they're kind of like funny dance energy dudes, mm, but mm. how is Phoebe, like what's her energy when she's performing? Mostly stays still. I mean, she doesn't do... I mean, she moves around the stage a little bit, but she's not crazy, I'd say. You know? Yeah, very good. I I love that for you. I know that was definitely like a concert you're probably never going to forget, and she's one of your faves, so... Yeah, absolutely. It was... It was good stuff. It was good vibes. Did you get any merch? I didn't, mostly because I was too lazy to wait in line, Mm. and the line was really long every time I went to go look at it. So at this moment, unfortunately not, but we'll just have to see. Maybe it's shaking knees. Shaking knees, it'll be, sounds like. It'll be. <laughs> what have you been listening? Any new tunes? Or were you mostly just listening to Glass Animals because you were trying to hype yourself up for the concert? I mean, ten, ten, they're one in the same. Okay, I, I literally have, and I no exaggeration, have been playing their new song. 50 times on the daily. It is so yeah. good. It's called, I don't want to talk, I just want to dance. I, have you heard it? Um, I don't think so. Annie, it is so good. It gets me so hype. I was blasting it like a psycho. I'm going to play it for you because I'm just that obsessed. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. And it's very appropriate. This is my one Bob Talk song because I, I genuinely have been overplaying it. I better be in my top 50 of the year in the end. <laughs> what about you, though? I have a few, and I do have one I kind of want to make you listen to, too. Yay. But um, I would say two songs, the ones I, I don't want to make you listen to, <laughs> that you should listen to, is I Don't Want to Be Okay Without You by Charlie Berg. I don't know if you've ever heard of Charlie Berg at all, but he's kind of, it's like a little R&B, a little soul, Ooh. and it's just really good. It was just, It's a lovely listen, and I've been listening to it a lot. Also, it's... The song title's Friendship Question Mark by Jordy Searcy. 
also really good. He's known as kind of like a folk artist. Oh, this one, this song I'd say is less folky. I mean, obviously still kind of folk, but more produced. But it's also just really good. So I love both those songs. I love when we introduce each other to these new artists on our Bop Talk. It's so fun. I know. It's good. Yeah, maybe I'll have to add some to our playlist. But let me hear the new Glass Animal song. This one at the concert? They did. It came out the 10th, September 10th, I think, or I think something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. And he he played, he was, he, Dave goes, we're going to play a new one for you. And I automatically knew even before they started. You're like, ah! Oh, God. Uh, like, obviously, it's better here, but I think just every one of their songs, they have just these catchy beats. And I'm like, what band could ever top that? But this song, is, yeah. it's just so freaking fun. I love that. No, it's fun. And I I go to a lot of concerts that are indie musicians, yeah. and so it's a lot of sadder, slower music. And I still vibe with it, but the audience usually plays or stays pretty stationary. So, I, I mean, going to a concert like this, I'm sure, was super fun because people were probably, like, jamming out. Too, it was, like, hipster heaven. The, the fits people were wearing were so ah, on brand. It was funny. Oh, I love that. Anyways, I could just spend a whole entire episode talking about glass animals, so... <laughs> Well, let me let me play you a totally different vibe of a song I want to make you listen to, which is you've heard of the musical Grease, have you not? Obviously. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm just kind of <laughs> teasing you. Um, and you know the song "You're the One That I Want." Uh, fave, ten ten fave. Yeah. So Lo Fang, I believe their name is, did a cover of oh. "You're the One That I Want." I think you told me about that it, too, which is funny. Oh, interesting. They, it's so spooky and eerie, and I never would have imagined someone to do a cover like this. And I just have to make you listen to it. I've got chills, they're multiplying. Shape 
Perfect, like spooky season. Can this be in some movie, please? It needs to be, or a CW spook show. Literally. Like, at first, I was like, I know this song. Yeah. I know this is a cover of a song, but what is this a cover to? And then I was like, Oh my god! Literally. It's a cover of a song from Greece. I feel like you couldn't. They couldn't have made that more their own, which is so impressive because that's an iconic yeah. song. But oh my god, that's it's so it, it's the definition of an eerie song totally spook season time like so anyways I had to show that I was like this is wild how did you find out about that is that a new song or I don't know uh, what I was making a new playlist this weekend so I was kind of searching around and I found that one maybe on someone else's playlist or something but I was like ooh, love so fun. cool I feel like they definitely don't get as much love as they deserve that artists i i think we both really brought our a game to this bob talk this week yeah this was fun and i guess it is now time to transition to our main piece so we don't talk for 20 (laughs) minutes like we did last week we just get away from ourselves sometimes folks so now we transition to i'm fine by ash shadon why did you pick this song so actually i do believe miss annie that you are the one who got me into Ash, or at least um, first introduced me to Ash, and I think you put Cold in California on one of our playlists. Oh, was it? I would have assumed it was Real Love that I put on there, Oh, it might have been. But it could have been Cold in California. It could have been on two different playlists, those two, because that one does oh, ring yeah. a bell as well. But I really, I think I, yeah, I think you're right. That was on our, one of our OG collab playlists then. Probably, yeah. yeah could have come up a different yeah. time. But, but I actually, yeah. I think. She's cool. Cold in California was the one that made me really like her. Good. Interestingly, yeah. And then I know she kind of blew up a little bit this year and last year, which makes sense, and her debut album came out this year. Well, what song of hers was it that was in P.S. I Love, or To All the Boys I've Loved Before, the sequel? Yeah, in there. Yeah, I think so. I think that's why she got so big. Um, the one she also does a do that features Niall Horan on one version of it. Oh, yeah, more of the story. More of the story was in one of the To All the Boys I Love Before movies on Netflix. I think that might be partially why she blew up so much. But also just because her music's awesome. Oh, I completely agree. And she's a very talented songwriter as well. She's done stuff with Demi and yeah. Quinn, our guy Quinn, who we just did coffee with. Yeah. Uh, our guy, like we know him. <laughs> no, we're friends. Everyone we talk about on the pod, they're I know. friends. Well, I mean, you would be his friend, Midwesterner, you know? But, um... Ayo. She, I actually like her own version without Niall more than the Niall version. Me too. Yeah, I which I feel like is not a popular opinion, but whatevs. It's just better. Yeah. Ooh, no, I could. Had to be said. We're not wrong, probably. <laughs> yeah, and so I was just like, you know, want to do one of hers. She has some really boppy kind of stuff, pop-centric songs, and so mm. I kind of just chose this one because I also like the lyrics. But you are probably more of an Ash fan than I am. How did you get introduced to her slash what's your fave Ash? Yeah, I think it might have just been a Discover Weekly song Aww. or something. And my fa- my first song I really liked by her was, I think it's Real Love, not True Love. That song. And I remember <laughs> when I, before, this was like two years ago, 
I had moved back home from college and I was job searching and I was losing my dad and I would go out and just do errands so I could get out of the house for a little bit and go on adventures and I would blast that song because for some reason it just gave me good vibes and then I think that's why I kind of liked hers because she had stuff that was just fun to listen to and kind of lifts your spirits but I love this one I love I'm Fine by Ash too I think this one's a good one her real name is Ashlyn Ray Wilson so the album is called Ashlyn you know self-love there I'd say yeah I did want to read something that she said about the album writing about the writing the album and all of that she says Ashlyn is deeply reflective and honest full of stories of my experiences with fear and pain and turning those hard things into joy and independence I'm an experiential writer, and there was no way I was going to make an album that didn't address my personal journey from my brother's death death this past year to my own experiences with emotional abuse. I think you have to be vulnerable to create something really great, and I believe I did that. Writing this album was also an opportunity to show that I'm not just a songwriter and a singer, but a producer and a musician with a very clear vision for my art. I love that. Her combining her producer talent with her songwriting talent and I think she's pretty good buds. I don't know. I'm sure you know this with Phineas, who oh yeah, yeah we all know is a very talented producer and songwriter. I love that quote though, just about her honesty, and I think you can feel it in her music because she just writes a lot of songs that even when they're poppy are just feel very relatable and very human emotion you know like connect to human emotion and it's kind of funny because I was literally just talking to my students about this all because they had to like do their writing project and they have to write a personal narrative and I kept telling them I was like when you're honest with an audience it connects with the audience and they trust you and they they want to they get invested in your story and I've been talking to them about a lot about your authorial voice and stuff like that so it's just kind of funny to have that quote by Ash and I had just been talking about that. But well, no, you're literally, that. that's why people like nonfiction, you know, because they can connect with this real person's story. Mm. And I know there's like a whole gray area of, you know, with memoirs, like, oh, is that really what happened? Yeah. That's interesting to consider us the possibility that songwriting could be in the genre of nonfiction, if it's personal enough. I totally think it could. Damn, that kind of, made, that's, I'm going to be thinking about that. Interesting thought. We're thought-provoking on this pod. <laughs> it reminds me of, and I think I told you about this. Oh my god, I literally was crying to an episode of The Moth today, which is just essentially mm-hmm. a storytelling podcast. And I mean, like, songwriting is a medium for so many people to just unleash their feelings. So I think she yeah. spoke it really, or expressed herself really well there about the album. And I don't know, I think it should make fans appreciate it more. Yeah, I love that. Should we listen to a little bit of it? Woke up too early, almost put salt in my coffee Oh, I thank God that you stopped me before that Tripped over something, spilt it all over your front seat Didn't even say I'm sorry about that On and on, it's just more of the same
love the, I feel like I said this about every song, but we always, talk, we always talk about songs I like, so it makes sense. I was going to say I love the first verse of Same. this piece because it does start out simpler, and even though this becomes poppier and you have fun with it in the chorus, it still creates a kind of, I don't know what the right word is, but because it's simple in the beginning, it still feels honest and kind of like true to this feeling, and it has like that reverb, which makes it feel a little bit more... It feels more intimate with her, I guess, at the beginning. I I agree, though. I love the first verse. It It's my favorite, probably, part of the song, lyrically. And that's just because I think it's just so normal, the first verse. Woke up, well, not, you know, people usually it's the opposite of waking up too early, slept in kind of thing. But almost put salt in my coffee, tripped over something, spilled it all over your front seat. Like, that's just such a normal everyday kind of action you're like oh yeah same ash center of this song is essentially what everyone does we all pretend we're fine but when even like when we're really not but there's those handful of people in our life that we can trust to see through that and call us out and be like it's okay though not to be good and to have a shit day and just not try and be optimistic about it and so I think you can yeah you can already see you're saying that in that first verse oh thank god you stopped me before that so there's this person who yeah, I see you, and I see it's not going your way today, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, and, like, I I love the line, spilled it all over your front seat, Mm -hmm. didn't even say I'm sorry about that, because when you're in those moods, you do kind of forget about that shit, but you're still thinking about it later. You're like, damn, I was kind of not my best self right there, and I wish I could have been a little bit better myself, but, um, you know, you're trying to hold it together and say you're fine, but obviously because of those, like, actions... You're not, but... Also, at the same time with that line you pointed out, didn't even say I'm sorry about that. There's, there's like, a level of intimacy with people. Like if I spilt coffee on, I don't know, someone I, like, love and very close with my, like, what very close friend or like one of my siblings or something, if I spilt something, like, coffee on their shirt or whatever, and I was having a shit day and I didn't apologize, yeah. I wouldn't overthink it later and be listen I was like sorry about that like if I was having a really shit day I mean obviously they'd know I was sorry but it's that speaks to a level of intimacy I think because if it was a stranger Mm -hmm. you wouldn't not apologize or whatever but they also wouldn't be able to see that you were not okay no absolutely that's so true and I think she continues the feelings of that first verse into the pre-chorus when she's like on and on it's just more of the same even when you ask if I'm okay through that first verse and that pre-chorus she stay, stays really in the same uh, vocal register. She's kind of singing it all the same. Yes. Like, there's not a lot of yes. variation there. Yeah. But you have some of the music underneath doing the movement for mm-hmm. you. And I also just feel like singing it that way speaks to the monotony of when you're kind of going through a shit little 100%. situation and you're not able to focus on everything. Mm-hmm. You're not feeling the highs or lows. You're just kind of focused on, ugh, I'm not doing okay right now. Yeah. And it's hard to feel those joys and other things when you're in that mood. Yeah, the way you just said that, I thought you were saying presently as we're recording this, you weren't doing okay. I was like, oh no. Um, And I need everyone to know I'm not fine and uh, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly I must seem like I'm in a bad mood today too though. Because when I first started this Zoom call with Shannon, she's like, are we mad at the world again today or what's going on? It's important. But to be fair, my face was very like dead, so. It's important to check in, you know? Mm. No, it is. Make sure your friends are okay. Yes. But let's talk about the pièce de résistance. That was so bad. You say it. How how would I say that word? <laughs> I didn't even hear. 
what you said. I was like, what is she saying? Am I having a brain meltdown moment? I like didn't understand you. That's a what's that? Isn't that French? Peter Ross de Resistance. Oh what are you God, trying to say? I'm not off. even sure what you're trying yeah. to say, to be honest with you. No, that was what I was trying oh, to say. Okay, I'm sorry. Ugh. I had seven years of French. Get on my level. Ugh, gross. I'm a decade of Spanish, and I can't even say hola. Yeah, well, we all can't be cultured. Sorry. <laughs> but I was going to say, the chorus. Yes. Delightful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, no, I love the chorus. I sorry, no, you say what you're gonna say. We have such chaotic energy today, my friend. We are wild. Please, please finish your thought. I love hearing your thoughts. I'm just a, I'm just a dumb dumb. The chorus, the echo. You have the kind of call and response almost, and I love that you have, for example. You know, it's, it's like, you know, you know. And when you have that response part of it, it almost feels slightly choral because there's layered voices. And I just, there's something about that that adds so much drama because it, it's like true kind of also. Like when you're in that mood of like, I'm fine, everything's fine, but everything is clearly not fine. Everything seems like the worst thing ever. So I just feel like kind of using that thing of the calm response almost feels like how it feels in your head, how you're kind of like, making everything more dramatic and also it's just fun it's just a it's a cool way to add the rhythm to this this piece but yeah and you just honestly made me think about how how she does that tone shift like after saying like I'm sad I'm sad or it's not even how she does it yeah but that reminded me of how like kind of sometimes you'll have that internal dialogue with yourself not sometimes a lot of the time you'll have that conversation with yourself especially when you're having on a normal day but especially when you're having a shit day you're like oh my god, I can't believe this is happening to me, in your head, and you're kind of just yeah carrying on a conversation with yourself. And I think that she kind of has that. Well, no, yeah, like that response part of it feels like it's what she's thinking inside her head. Yeah. And the, the first part is kind of what she's saying aloud, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or is kind of re- referencing the part of herself that she is allowing others to see. Because when you say, like, can't admit when I'm sad, she can't admit when she's sad, but then it's, I'm sad. That's what I'm, I am sad, like, that's the truth. Or, like, I need you when I try to say I'm fine. And I'm fine. Trying to convince yourself I'm fine. Thinking that in your head. But then also I love because then it goes like, but thank God you know. Yeah. So it's, she's she's like, even when I'm doing this whole charade here trying to f- trick everyone, this person knows because they can see through my bullshit and see that I'm not fine. I agree. And that's if. But also, mm-hmm. do you say charade? Is it not charade? Not normally. Okay. I, no, no, not normally. But I think... Because you spoke French, um, I'm just trying to sound more sophisticated today, so... I'm dying. Um, God, you're going to trigger me to think about that time I said bagel wrong in a creative writing class. Wait, no, that's just how Midwesterners speak, isn't it? Like, one of those things you guys say? No, but I read it bagel oh. in class one day, and my teacher literally stopped me and said, you cannot read it like <laughs> So rude. Which is a whole backstory because I changed the way I said bag when I moved to the East Coast because I got, worked at a coffee shop and I got annoyed every time I'd say bag and then people would be like, you're from somewhere else. Oh my God. And so then I started changing the way I'd say it. So I'd say it bag so that people wouldn't comment on the fact that I was not from there. And so then it translated to me in a creative bagel. Class saying bagel oh instead God, of Annie. bagel, which is the normal way to say it. And I'm still traumatized by that. That was the longest segue ever. I'm so sorry, guys. Who knew this was therapy today?
that's actually really funny, but yeah, I'm a little bit cringing for you. But it's okay, you know, in the past. I'll never see any of those people again, <laughs> so who cares? Was this at Emerson, yeah? Yeah. I won't name the teacher, but oof, it oof, was in a workshop. Oof. She was mean. I want to know who. Text me later. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I also love the line, just so you know, bring us back to our mission. <laughs> um, in the chorus, believe, believe me when I say I'm all right. Mm. Because it speaks to that feeling, too, when you're not doing well and you know someone else can tell because they know you well enough. Mm-hmm. But you also want them just to buy in and believe you're fine because you don't want to deal with having to, like, break out everything that's actually going on. And oh, yeah. Or also potentially feel like you're being a burden on them by them worrying about you. So I think that's it just speaks to the relationship she's kind of talking about here. Oh, 100%. And that also makes me think of, I saw a TikTok about this the other day, and it's not super 100% related, but it's like the people who say, I'm fine, I'm fine, when they're drunk are the ones that are the drunkest, which is funny. But it's also, yes, I I don't, I mean, I don't know if you ever feel this way, but sometimes you'll cry and you don't want to cry, you don't know why you're crying, and you're kind of just, and it's definitely happened, I think, to like a lot of people where they're, just, they're in tears. Obviously, I can't stop crying, but they just keep saying, like, I'm okay. I'm, you know, I'm fine. Yeah. And we can all tell you're not. Yeah. Well, so I think there's those, a lot of those feelings feel like they should be happening alone. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You feel like you shouldn't have them in a public space. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of that just comes down to societal expectations no, I of, agree. <laughs> of, of what is acceptable in public and whatnot like that or also vulnerability and, and our inability to be vulnerable sometimes but was it you who cried um, on the tea or was that someone else I mean I'm sure I cried on the tea <laughs> I cried a lot I mean I still cry a lot I'm a very emotional being yeah. but I cried everywhere in Boston Love I, lived it. I cried in the school library I one <laughs> that's like an Emerson tradition I feel like honestly at this point. I know I I was I feel like that's just an iconic Emerson experience Definitely. just to cry in the library bathroom we have a, such an ugly library too and Emerson it's sad but all I did in the library bathroom was cry or take selfies with you literally <laughs> Literally. That's so funny. Oh my god, wow. I'm getting nostalgic. Anyways, I'm fine. Anyways, too much insight into our personal lives today. Let's listen to verse two. I can hide from everyone else and they won't bat an eye. No, they never can tell when I'm falling apart on the inside. It gets so Someone there for us sometimes On and on, it's just more of the same I get so lonely every day Until you ask if I'm okay I try to say I'm fine You don't, you don't believe, believe me When I say I'm alright so pretty i was thinking the exact same thing (laughs) want to be her friend she's so cool yeah she has very cool girl vibes i think the second half of the song just goes hard 
Yeah, I think one of my favorite sections is in the second verse. Ooh. I love that bit when it's it gets so hard, keeping it up, keep your eyes down, keep your chin up. I don't know. I know it's like kind of maybe simpler on the lyric yeah. side, but it's just the way she sings it and the kind of rhythm to it. It's always so fun. I love that bit. That's interesting. I honestly always gloss over that section. Okay, I also think it's interesting in the pre-chorus that she adds a line in the second pre-chorus, which I just only just noticed now. Because the first time it's on and on, it's just more of the same until you ask me if I'm okay. But the second time it's on and on, it's just more of the same. I get so lonely mm, every day mm-hmm. until you ask if I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Ah, and, that's a good line. Oh, actually the first chorus, it ends with, and even when you ask if I'm okay, but the, then it says in the second chorus or pre-chorus until you ask if I'm okay. Which I think is, it just kind of speaks to how she's getting more vulnerable as the song goes on kind of too. And that... I get so lonely every day because you feel trapped in your own head and your inability to be vulnerable with other people. But then until you ask if I'm okay. So it's like she was kind of like lying to herself earlier with the the ideas. Believe me, I don't want you to ask. But then you get to this part and it's like, no, it is when you ask me if I'm okay, Mm. I do feel seen and and I know you love me. And so I don't know. Yeah, I just love the whole idea of this, that she's unable to kind of be honest, but at the same time there's people in your life that can see right through it and can make you feel less alone. And I mean, I think that's honestly, I relate to the song because I'm like, yes, I love to be asked if I'm okay. I'm the, yeah. I'm that person. If a cashier is asking me, how's my day? I'm going to be honest. Oh, if it was shit, well, it, was, it was rough, but you know, I can't wait to get home or whatever. I hate those yeah. fake platitudes. I'm fine. People just saying that just to say it kind of things. It's expected. That's why I think this that section of the song the pre-chorus, especially that line, though, I get so lonely every day until you ask if I'm okay. If I'm in a crap mood, I there's nothing I love more than ranting. And so if someone's like, oh, what's wrong? Tell me. Are you okay? Yeah. Spill the tea. That's when I feel like I'll feel better after I talk about everything. So I think... Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I know when there's something that's weighing on me, sometimes I want to talk to someone about it, but I hate telling someone about it unprompted yes you know what I mean the other day I was frustrated about something at school and I sent it to someone and then they didn't respond and I was like oh my god I'm so dumb why did I send that like they probably don't want to read that you know which like it's just me being dumb and second guessing myself and I'm sure they didn't think that but but like when someone takes the moment to be like no tell me I want to hear and I want to know what's going on with you it's it's yeah which just shows that actually care that's not to say if someone doesn't ask they don't care but it's just no yeah and we all have things going on in our lives and whatnot but that's why it's even more important that when someone asks you reaches out because we do all have stuff going on yeah speaks to how much they care and there are so many people who can't find it within themselves to ask you know Mm. to ask someone oh can I talk to you or whatever they it just mean the world to them if someone asks they can open up way easier that way yeah oh I agree love this song that was it was a good some good chaotic discussion yeah i love that last line too i need you when i try to say i'm fine which is yes it's yes. in the chorus but i love i love that line because i think it's it's the core of the song i was gonna say it summarizes everything that this song is about bingo just to a t which is a great way to conclude so our favorite question of every episode besides bop talk section what are you listening to this week what are we listening to next week so I was so close to almost suggesting we do a Hosier song it. for next week. I knew it. And 
but by the time I asked you, I decided I didn't really want to probably because I can't choose one mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. And I and I almost felt that it wasn't right for me to yeah. choose a Hosier song without us coming to the decision together because I feel like we both love him so yeah. much. We need to make sure we are talking one well, about one we equally love. Yeah. So I wanted to switch around and pick another song, which I think I've probably shared with you before and I love it. And I know you probably don't love it as much as I love it, but you've probably heard it, which is... Dirty AF ones by <gasps> Alexander Twenty Three. I do love that song. Yes. Okay. Good. Yay. It's a really great. Um, one. I was just trying to think of songs that I really love, and uh, it was funny because I looked up. I was curious just to look up overall over the whole time I've had Spotify. What are some of the songs I've listened to the most? And Can you this is actually find one of that them. Out? I've listened. Yeah, there's websites that'll like uh-huh. log into your Spotify and, and pull your data if you're ever curious. Um, mine's pretty skewed because I have a bunch of instrumental ones mm. that I used to listen to when I was sleeping as like my top songs. <laughs> yeah. But Dirty AF Ones by Alexander 23. How did this rank? Week, so. How did it rank on there? I don't remember the exact number, but top 10. It was in the <gasps> top 10. That's crazy. Number one is obviously Driver's License. I was Olivia assuming Rodrigo. it would be that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Going to be a good one next week. Yeah, I'm excited. So that'll be fun. And in the meantime, I love just saying that because we all know where I'm going as soon as I say in the meantime and Shannon's face lit up. Follow us on our socials, Instagram and Twitter. You have at songs that send us to keep up with our content and know when our new episodes are out as well as you can follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, give us a comment, review if you feel so inclined. We love it. We appreciate it. We stand you guys, we you do. know? We you're, do. The, you're the heart of our show, so. Well, we're the hearts of the show, but you're like another the organ. And yeah. keeping us alive. Yeah. The lungs. You need lungs. Lungs. You guys are the lungs of our show. You need lungs. Yes, you do need lungs. Wow. <laughs> I can't. Fantastic. We're gonna love you and leave you all. Love you and leave you. Bye. When I try to say-